1: Hello, hello. Welcome to the PHNX Sun Devils postgame show brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings, the one and only America's top-rated sports book. Be sure to make sure to download the app today and use code PHNX. You will get $200 in free bets after making your first NFL bet of just $1. I'm joined, as always, with Brittany Boyer. Brittany Boyer, fresh off a win, how you feeling?
0: Oh, Honestly, yeah. I mean, it tore- the second half was a lot better, but watching that first half was torturous almost. Yeah, no, it was hard. It was rough to watch. Offense really couldn't get things going. Um, I mean, and besides Jaden on the ground, it seemed like uh, no passes were really looking really spectacular. I mean, nothing really jumped out to me in terms of Jaden's pass game. Defense was – they looked like they got punched in the face to start the game off. They had no idea – what. well, not that they had no idea, but they looked like they got caught on their heels going into this game. A lot of thoughts. A lot of thoughts, a lot of takeaways from this game, um, a lot of questions going into this week again, once again. So yeah, how are you feeling, Shane, after watching that game? You know, you watched it from the studio, so yeah. a little different than watching it from the stadium. You got to hear what the commentators were saying on TV. What are some of your takeaways?
1: Well, first of all, watching uh, watching an ASC football game from the studio alone at night, uh, packed 12 after dark, is it's a little scary. I'm not going to lie. I, uh, I brought a nice TV dinner with me. Yeah, I brought a nice TV dinner with me. Some water. Drank a Bang Energy. Kind of enjoyed my time. I was telling you earlier, our producer came and joined uh, on onto this Mac when I was in the other room, and I heard a disembodied male voice talking to me, and I thought I was going crazy. Um, yeah, but the game that would be scary but, yeah. For sure. But the game itself, I mean, yeah, our, yeah, our defense was terrible in the first half against. They made a uh, Brumfield, their quarterback, look like he was uh, all American, and he's good. I yeah. mean, he 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 got some wheels. Uh, not a great arm on him, but, yeah, they, no. they did step it up in that second half for sure. Um, it looked yeah, a lot better. Yeah, I get what you're
0: saying. Not to take anything away from what their quarterback did, but defensively, ASU's defense should have performed at a much higher caliber than what everyone saw on the field tonight. It just was not mm-hmm. – or at least in the first half, it just was not there.
1: And we, we we got a little more of what I was talking about in our last shows. We got a little more of Jaden in the pocket. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to see that much anymore. He missed Bunkley a couple times over the middle. Um, yep. I think it was a third down, uh, like near the end of the first half. And mm-hmm. he just completely missed them. And that that would have yeah. Blown yeah, he was wide, wide open. open. Yeah, Wide
0: open. Yeah. I know exactly what play you're talking about. I, I feel like everyone in the stadium really kind of had a good view of it because of just where it was at on the field. It's not like it was a corner pass or something where there's someone in the way. He was wide open, probably around, what was it, like the 10-yard line, I want to say, somewhere yeah. in that area. Would have been a crucial first down, get them into the red zone. And it's not even like the pass got broken up or it was like a pass into coverage, the receiver dropped it or anything. It was just a blatant, like, I don't even know what he was aiming for because yeah. it was not even close.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and again, penalties, penalties, penalties to start. Mm-hmm. It's – it. And by no means is this game like a huge red flag, but two in a row, it's it's a little bit concerning for a team that's supposed to be in the top twenty-five. Um, yeah, it's. But yeah, it, the 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 lack of discipline uh, on pretty big downs sometimes too. There was a there was a couple on third and ten, and uh, it's it, it's I would just wonder what Herm like is thinking. I'm sure he's going crazy.
0: Yeah, and you know, I feel like going. I'm planning to go to the press conferences once a conference play starts I feel like going to them. Then is going to be a lot more beneficial in terms of what his takeaways are going to be and what he's going to talk about. I mean, we already discussed this on our, our, show earlier in the week. I feel like he's treating this exactly like it's the NFL postseason. I mean, even when they were down, it didn't really seem like he was worried when they were only up 14, 10, it didn't really seem like he was worried. Uh, I mean, granted, Not that there necessarily was a reason to be worried, but there just didn't seem to be any sense of urgency, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, And I guess it's kind of a good thing, but it's also kind of a bad thing. You want to see the sense of urgency in the players. You want to see them going out there and actually uh, looking like they're concerned, but at the same time, you don't want to see them being, making dumb plays, uh, just trying too hard to do something or trying to force it where it doesn't fit. And we didn't necessarily see that, so...
1: I don't think
0: that going to the press conference after this game, he's going to talk about the same types of things he's going to talk about um, mm-hmm. after, for example, Colorado, even though I'm not going to be here. Shane, that might be you going to the press conference <laughs> that week. Um, but in games in the future, you know, Stanford comes and plays on the Friday after that. I feel like he's going to have a lot more uh, in terms of what he's able to take away and have a true evaluation of where the team's at. Because right now, I mean, this is only week two. Well, kind of sort of week three, but mm. technically week two for ASU. And I mean, you look at what happened across the Pac-12 today, and it's...
1: It started Oregon, off so oh, good. Like they
0: were going to lose last week, beat Ohio State, which was probably like the biggest surprise for everybody today. Yeah. Uh, Washington, again, did nothing against Michigan, not that I don't think anybody really expected that. Uh, USC dropping to Stanford, and that was funny because when we talked about this on the show, I almost made a comment mm-hmm. about how USC historically doesn't really do well early in the season, and I feel like it's always the second game. They have something weird that happens, and they end up dropping that game early on, and it's like the first game starts out well, and everyone, or even shaky. Sometimes the first game's shaky, and everyone is already kind of hesitant on Clay Helton as it is, and then the second game happens, and everyone goes just – insane for the rest of the season and, with and, them. But,
1: and Utah Utah, yeah, Utah like, too. Who, who, who like the again it started off so good for the pack it started off so good for the pack and
0: then you have to question what Herm's thinking now following the Utah BYU game I mean like now ASU's preparing to play BYU this week and it's like what they did against U of A, I felt like would have been a lot easier to game plan and prepare for versus what happened against Utah. Now I didn't really get to see that, that game obviously because I was here, but yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, they they the that whole team,
0: thing is just in disarray. It's such chaos. Like that I don't, team has I an really identity has crisis.
1: No that team has an identity crisis. You don't know what to expect, and that's, that's kind of a coach's nightmare.
0: Identity crisis. They don't know. Who yeah, gonna the, be on a weekly basis yeah and uh, uh yeah up. the,
1: the stanford usc um game is is bizarre um, by itself the colorado AM game can we talk about that one for a That's second insane. what was going you know
0: on what? i gotta give it to colorado man they hung in there yeah I, I tweeted this at you because i wanted our followers to see that it was something we brought up and touched <laughs> on about special teams ding, ding ding yeah a good special teams unit uh might not necessarily win you or they might not win you every game but a bad special teams unit will lose you game really. and those two missed field goals granted one was from i want to say 50 yards out yeah but still two missed field goals that would have been enough That's
1: the game that is the yeah, game
0: to give them the game because that would put them up 16 to 14.
1: Yeah um so let's get back or to wait, the no. eight.
0: what did it, what was it seven three and then Texas won 10-7. I can't yeah. do math. So yeah. then they would have won, I'm sorry, 13-10. Yeah. I can't to do math.
1: All right, let's let's uh, let's get back to that ASU game. Um, one thing that I took away that I liked a lot was, it, it, it's almost bittersweet, the, the creative play calling, the second touchdown that uh, Nagata scored on the mm-hmm. double end around. Um, and then there was the pass back to Jaden. Granted, he didn't throw it again, but he ran. Yes,
0: I did like to see that. Yeah, it's good,
1: good to see creative play calling from this coaching staff when you don't. When when you we, we, now we know that Herm has that. Now we know that he can do that. And mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, he obviously he can, but now they know. Now we know he will do that. And I, I think that's a little comforting for when we play bigger, better defenses.
0: Yeah, and I think what they did in the second half was just a lot more comforting. I don't know uh what exactly was said to them obviously you can tell that they made adjustments (laughs) uh sorry you died inside uh jacob about your losing money on colorado (laughs) but um yeah i I don't know what was said to them at the half chase lucas was talking while i was still at the stadium for part of the press conference that he was saying that uh one of the questions was um what is it like in the locker room at halftime you know uh what do you guys' as leaders say to the team? And he was asking the seniors, and he was like, we actually don't say anything. We let the coaches take over. You know, we have to know what adjustments we need to make. So, I mean, it sounds like at least they know mentally. It sounds like mentally they might be a little bit more mature than some uh, previous teams or maybe some other teams that are out there right now where uh, when they go in at the half, uh, the players kind of just want to keep thinking they know best or – I guess the best way to say it is just kind of like try to force a square peg into a round hole. Like mm-hmm. it's just not meant it's not working out. Um, and so I think it is wise for them to realize that and set the example and really help uh, establish that tone with the younger players that are on the team. So it's something they can carry moving forward uh, for years to come.
1: Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of chase Lucas, that, that, that uh, cornerback unit tonight, again, is it, they just fly all around the field. They I do. mean, the, the, the the um drop, when we, when when we have that uh, coverage downfield and we have time to get back get to the quarterback because that is something that I think is uh, slept on on this ASU unit is is our pass rush. Um, when w- when we're defending downfield, we have time to get to the quarterback. And when we get to the quarterback, things get ugly really fast. yes.
0: And I mean, Butler looked outstanding in my opinion once again. Like he looked great. I think offensively he was really strong. Um, I feel like the defense gave up a lot more yards on the ground than I was anticipating them to, because we discussed this. Antonio Pierce was saying leading up to the game, they were expecting them to play smash mouth football. So if you're expecting them to be like pounding the run game, Mm -hmm. you would have thought they'd be a little bit more gap sound, but they really weren't, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, they did only end up giving up 88 rushing yards. But it d- it did feel In like the there, was, there was there were some the mid tackles. Though,
0: it was it felt like they just were
1: pounding yeah, the run,
0: and I don't know why it didn't seem like they were able to adjust, especially with their first two drives, the scoring drive specifically. I felt like was a tough one.
1: Yeah, uh, but to our running game uh, again, the running backs look so good. Rashad White. I will had, say it yeah. was
0: nice to see Jaden Daniels take off, use his legs tonight. Yeah not necessarily something you always want to see. And mm-hmm. he was saying, like, if I'm going to take, if I have the opportunity to get the ball down the field and score for my team, I'm going to do it. Uh, if the, especially if I can't pass, I still want to be able to contribute. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's nice, but sometimes I almost felt like tonight, I was seeing three running backs on the field, just like he was like lined up in, in I don't even want to say the word W cap formation, <laughs> taking a direct snap and running it, uh, you know, so. I would have liked, like we said, if we talked about his passing accuracy, you know, that interception in the corner of the end zone on the mm. first drive, I think that really shook him up and rattled him for the rest of the night because he didn't want to have another pick. I don't think he was necessarily as confident with his throws. Um, and I, I kind of wonder if on that pass to Bunkley Shelton that we talked about uh, towards the end of that one drive that just was absolutely off, uh, he had a defender coming up behind him. And I almost was worried he was too afraid that the – the defender was going to jump in front of yeah. him, Shelton and get an interception or break it up. or I don't know what, but it, it, that was something I was wondering. Like Maybe it was a little bit off because he was wanting Shelton to like jump out and catch it so the defender didn't get out there. Uh, I don't know if that was something that was going through his mind. Definitely something uh, to consider, though, but I would yeah, like to have seen him It's It's him.
1: the pocket presence thing, again, that we were talking it about. Is. It is,
0: it, and especially at the beginning of the game. I don't know if you noticed it. He was not spending – as soon as he was any bit of pressure he was gone he didn't wait at all like ball was snapped he would like maybe a second and he was gone and And i wonder i wonder if
1: that's something herm has talked to him about um if if herm wants him to do that because i'm sure if herm doesn't want him to do that he's not gonna do it but yeah yeah. go ahead i wonder
0: if herm's giving him the freedom of just kind of like hey man play your game play whatever you feel the most comfortable with uh and and that's just the route Jaden wants to go but um my old, my, I kind of do have some concerns with the quarterback deciding that he's going to rush that much in a game that's this, I don't want to say uh, minuscule in the terms of things, because going into the half, that was not a minuscule game by any means. But yeah. I mean, if you would have just looked at it on a schedule, yeah, UNLV, they haven't won a game since 2019. It doesn't look like it's going to be a big deal game. So to have the quarterback risking his body that much is the only concern I have when it's a game that's really not that crucial and it's the beginning of the season it's something where I mean we saw Manny Wilkins really put his body out there a lot and he ended up suffering yep. because of that so it's just a concern I personally have uh, I feel like yeah it's nice to see but I would have liked him to maybe reel it back
1: a little bit more. yeah it's it's, it's really is about finding that balance with him because yeah. He, he has a talented arm and he, he, he usually makes the right reads. He almost always makes the right reads, but it's about finding that balance. Cause yeah, for sure. I, I, when you have a a quarterback, that's a runner like this, every single time he scrambles, it's a cause for concern as a fan. Like, you don't want to see him go down. You don't want to see him get hit hard. And he's, he's smart. He reminds me a lot of how Russell Wilson runs. He, he throws his body out there a lot, but he's he's smart with it as well um toward the end of the game when we fumbled that snap on the goal line near the goal line and he was the one that dove into the pile it just kind of shows you what type of guy and quarterback he is Where he's willing to put his body on the line but sometimes as like as a fan you don't want that and it's yeah it's it is a cause for concern
0: and like i like I mean like I said yes it's nice to see him run but at the same time you don't I think everybody's worst nightmare would have been confirmed if something would have happened to him in a, like, a game like this because Knock he was just deciding <laughs> to try to run and take the ball for a first down himself when he really could have just been a little bit more patient and waited to pass. You know, So it's one of those things where it's appreciated to see the heart uh, and the desire. And it's not something that's frowned upon, but it's something that uh, you hope he keeps in mind. <laughs> Yeah. especially early in the season when you yeah. still have a long slate ahead of you with really question questionable teams on what you're going to have to do to prepare mm-hmm. for
1: them, you know? Yeah, uh, I, I agree. J, uh, Jaden, Daniels, throw at you. Yeah, Jaden Daniels is not Cam Newton, but he did put on something like 30 pounds, and he's been eating four meals a day, and he yeah. looks big.
0: He does. He does look a lot bulk. I don't want to say a lot bulkier, but you can tell he's bulked up and he's got some more yeah. muscle on him, and he's a little bit more of a – He's a grown man now. He's mm-hmm. Got some hair on his chin
1: now. Speaking of speaking of bulking up, um, if you use the DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bulk up your wallet. Um, DraftKings Sportsbook is an official betting partner of the NFL and is live in Arizona with mobile sports betting just in time for football. DraftKings is giving all new customers a can't miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Be bet just $1 on any football game this weekend and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what it is safe. It is reliable. It's super easy to use. It's secure, making it easy for you to deposit with and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the app, get the $200. Don't be stupid. Use code PHNX when you create a new account, um, and, uh, place a $1 bet on any NFL game this weekend, you'll get the, uh, the $200 in free bets, uh, DraftKings uh, Sportsbook, official betting partner of the NFL, 21 plus, Arizona only. Gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Eligibility restrictions apply. Max $50 wager, one per customer. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for detail. And you know what else you should do? You should go check out all, all, all of our stuff. Get a free shirt with an annual subscription at gophnx.com. Britt, you want to tell them what you got on there and what you got coming up for, uh, for uh, your behind the paywall articles?
0: I am actually still kind of trying to figure out what I want to put behind the Mm paywall, but I have a lot of really good ideas in terms of uh, content that kind of breaks down uh, some things that I feel like are crucial in terms of uh, things that people care about and want to hear about. Um, You know, I have a couple of ideas, and I don't know where we're going to decide to put these, but I would love to do uh, some stories on reaching out to old athletes from Mm -hmm. uh, back in the day across all sports and kind of doing like a, where are you now? Somebody who I think would actually be a great one to talk about is Maggie Ethier, who is Andre Ethier's wife. You know, previously was Maggie Germain. She was on the ASU gymnastics team here, uh, was actually up on the wall before they took it down and expanded the arena back to being Mm -hmm. full size. Um, I want to say she's an all American. Uh, She's just outstanding. So she's somebody who I would love to do a story on, but you know, people like that who, um, were crucial for their sport uh, during their time here. But uh, if you're not just like, you know, oh, hey, I'm a football fan. I like the issue for football, but I don't really pay attention to everything else. You might not know about them, but they have a great story. So I, I really am looking to tell some stories like that. Um, I want to tell some stories uh, that involve the fans and their connection to the community, how they're feeling. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about doing something in terms of breaking down like a pregame, like yep. game day, uh, I don't know what it would be called. I guess a guide uh, yeah. in terms of where are some local places you can go, uh, who owns them, some of the specials, what the vibe is, what you can expect. Um, and really, I want to talk to some of the other people who are Arizona State alums who are in the area and really talk about what they think can be done to help improve the community and tell those stories and hopefully get that change implemented and be yeah. that driving force for it. So, you know. So- lots of big ideas but nothing sounds like sounds like some good content
1: sounds like some good content that you don't want to miss so become a member it doesn't only get you access to these written content or the video content that we're planning on producing it also gets you exclusive members only deals every week on merchandise if you haven't seen any of that yet you got to go check it out at phnxlocker.com you'll also get access to our members only discord and man does it go down in there uh, we already got a bunch of members in there uh, talking chatting please be respectful if you're in there don't be mean you're gonna get kicked out um you don't have to do this bs stuff on social media with trolls it's fun safe place to hang out and chat so go ahead join that discord go over to go and check out all our stuff
0: it's actually really fun but i can't fully keep up with it sometimes because mm-hmm. there's already so many members in there and they're all like chatting away yeah and before i know it i have like a bunch of texts from a group chat and then like a bunch of uh messages in the discord and then every other twitter's been going insane so i'm like mm-hmm. oh i haven't really been paying attention to any of that but uh when i do jump in there it has been fun you know we got to talk some pack 12 football in there earlier today so we were talking about oregon versus ohio state it's a great place if you guys are looking to meet other people chat with some people you know get we can talk about really anything in there. It doesn't have to be just sports-related. Do you want to talk about – I will debate you about the best place to buy a pizza in Tempe. Where is that? Hit me. Amici. Well, it's kind of on the border of, like – it's technically, I think, Mesa or Guadalupe. We'll give it to Tempe. But DoorDash delivers it. <laughs> so perfect. It's a perfect free game place. But I'll even debate you with that in there. All right. So. Let's,
1: uh, let's talk some other outside of the Pac-12 news. I don't know if you saw what happened to Florida State tonight.
0: Yeah, uh, did you see they got beat by a team that is suspended on Twitter right now? Oh
1: my god, why are they suspended on Twitter?
0: I don't know, but I just saw that they're suspended on Twitter. And my Florida State lost to a team that's suspended on Twitter.
1: Yeah, for any of you guys that don't know, they uh they suffered their first loss to an FCS team. Um, Jacksonville State, five seconds to go, threw up just a bomb to some. What looked like blown coverage, frankly, and uh, the receiver made a couple moves, uh, got a nice uh, borderline crackback block, and ran in for the for a touchdown to win the game, twenty to seventeen. Um, Florida State's zero and two. Uh, I I'm 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 happy to be a, a Sun Devil right now. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, uh, yeah. back to the back 12 USC's punter. This is awesome. USC's punter uh, went to go cover his own punt. And in a scrum, he got hit for targeting in the first quarter and got ejected. I saw
0: someone said that the punter got like called for targeting and was ejected and that it was like the stupidest something ever. But I had no idea what was happening because I was at the ASU game and I'm just seeing this on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to figure out what's going on. But then you don't have great service in there because there's like however many other people in there using their phones and it's concrete walls. So I'm like, you know what? I got to figure this out later. So it's good to have a full breakdown now. That's actually really kind of funny that that's what happened
1: to them. Yeah. But, it, uh, yeah it is, it, it, you know, it is very SC. That is very USC. Um, I, 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 I saw his face on the sidelines when they were zooming in. And oh my God, he was, he was only, I could tell he was kind of holding back a smile. To be a punter and to get booted from a game for hitting somebody too hard or illegally, it's just – it's great. It's great.
0: I just – I can't imagine how embarrassing that would be, like, just to be USC in that situation.
1: That's Mm -hmm. all. Yeah, against Stanford the whole game in general.
0: But also how embarrassing it is to be U of A right now and (sighs) be at literally 707 consecutive days of not winning. The streak was reached. And now it's extended because I, they lost. And I, I told you guys that they were not going to win. <laughs> and I didn't think that it was going to be as close of a game as they were saying it was going to be. But I, I thought wouldn't. it would be a little bit closer than it was.
1: Oh, my. I, I came in, I in here. I
0: know some people bet on the U of A game thinking it was going to be a good game. Gosh, I bet man. on San Diego State. So,
1: yeah,
0: very proud of that one. Thank you, yeah. Jack
1: <laughs> I came in here. Um about 45 minutes before the ASU game started and the, the U of A game started before that. And I, um, I did take U of A spread in a parlay. Um, just, just cause I thought you never know. I don't know why I was, I picked, I picked against them in our, in our show last, uh, yesterday or two days ago. Yesterday. Was that yesterday? Two days ago. Yesterday. Yesterday. Wow. Well, yeah, it's 12.05, been...
0: so technically. Two days ago.
1: I was, I was right. Two days ago. Yeah, and I, watching that, I it was funny. I was actually, um, I saw the score was 7 nothing, and then I went to the bathroom, but I didn't see who scored. And then I saw a team wearing red and what looked like dark blue running into the end zone, and then I saw like score go up to 14. I was like, oh, sweet, U of A is winning. It wasn't U of A. It no, was they scored.
0: were black pants,
1: huh? Yeah. 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 But um, I remember when San Diego State ran all over us, so we can't. Yeah, get too, uh, I do too, happy.
0: and that is exactly why I was like, I really don't think Arizona is gonna get this game. Like, not that I think San Diego State is the exact same San Diego State that it was when Arizona State played them, but mm-hmm. they're not a sleeper team. You know, like they're always a team that competes, and they're always a team that you have to prepare for. But I think that it's almost like a trap game. Yeah, players get too. Like, caught up in thinking it's going to be an easy game or thinking that they're going to get the win, and then they go out there and, like, just like ASU kind of got knocked on their heels tonight, happens to a lot of teams that end up playing SDSU.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, low tone Capone. I, we were talking about this earlier, actually, in our Slack, what the line was going to be for that NAU game next week. Yeah, <laughs> I'm curious to see what DraftKings opens it as because I'm I,
0: wondering, uh, that, man, what. What are your feelings going to be if U of A actually loses to NAU next week? And I'm, I'm saying this like, I don't even know. That would be so bad. Like, if you lose to NAU, I mean, how do you argue that? If, They're
1: not, if, you, if U of A loses to NAU, I'll, 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 also, I'll do something on the stream. I don't U know what it is.
0: First win against uh-huh. NAU, it's equally like. Well, you still have a losing streak because mm-hmm. you just beat NAU, so it doesn't really count. Yeah, yeah. Call <laughs> it back when you beat, like, an actual, like – It's yeah. a
1: lose-lose. It's a total lose-lose. It's,
0: for them it is, yeah.
1: All right, so I got some content to pull up. I didn't tell okay. Brittany what this was before the show.
0: Um, you made me all worried it was going to be somebody who took a video of me being an <laughs> idiot, like, scootering around the stadium because I did bring my scooter today. <laughs> so
1: this was at the um, Miami game today. Um, I'm not gonna tell you what it is. I'm not gonna tell you what happened. Is it mayo? No, it's just gonna be a live. Those mayo videos are great, though. We'll get. We'll react to those sometime next week. All right, here we go. Okay. <gasps> is that a cat? Oh my
0: god, is that a cat? Yeah. Did
1: he catch the yeah. and then uh cat in the, the, the
0: stadium for starters yeah. like i just had to bleep myself but why is there a cat in there
1: i don't know there, there when i used to, i used to work at the cardinals and there were a bunch of feral cats in this like where the stands were all the time yeah, i have no oh, idea because
0: it kind of like they have that big uh door that opens up so the field can slide out mm-hmm. right back there
1: yeah yeah that yeah, could be what makes sense but well, it's
0: like uh i was at like was I think I was at the Giants game where the black cat was on really the oh that's cat. one of my favorite
1: moments ever who was calling that game was it Collinsworth or McCoy I think it was I,
0: don't know, but it's I just forget who it was things. but that, that like, is one of my I mean, favorite I guess videos they're ever there, but every time you see it you're just like is this real life right now like <laughs> yeah. what is happening
1: yeah so um the cat was unharmed uh the fans below uh got some tension on an American flag and it dropped right into it. Um, then the teams or the, the stadium than. services took it away and it was completely fine. It's just amazing.
0: That, I can't believe I just watched it. I thought I was going to watch a cat fall to its death. For I day. know.
1: I know. That's why I didn't tell you what it was. Oh my God. I, even I know. the start of it, it hurts to watch. I hate, I hate, I hate.
0: Well, it, I was I hate to... it at first and I thought it was someone like twirling something and uh-huh. the end and I was like, oh my God, that's a cat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I loved your reaction. It was very genuine. Um, So let's get some closing statements on what, um, what to expect from ASU uh, moving forward uh, with Zendejas coming back. um, The play calling, the penalties, lay it all in line, Brett. What do we, what do we think about this ASU team?
0: Start with Zendejas. That's what you brought up first. Mm -hmm. I think it's great to have him back. Uh, He did miss an extra point attempt towards the end of the game. Not that I think that that's like
1: the The biggest deal, deal, but again,
0: I mean, he's still getting his leg back fresh. I don't, I don't want to necessarily dwell on it, but we did mm-hmm. talk about special teams being something. Uh, I did like special teams uh, kickoff that was not all the way into the end zone and forced them to come out and yeah. run the ball back. That coverage um, was they great. did not make it very far up the field. Mm-hmm. So that was something I'd like to see a little bit more, especially when they start playing Pac-12 teams. Yep. I think it's going to be beneficial if they're able to stop them further back and force them to have to actually move the ball further down the field um, instead of just giving them you know, that, XBIs, yards. whenever it goes into mm-hmm. the end zone. Um, penalties, penalties were still an issue. I felt like it was still a lot of dumb stuff, a lot of undisciplined things. Uh, and just things that I don't know what exactly the statistics were again this week. I don't think they were as bad as last week. There's no they? way. <laughs> I was like, they can't be anywhere. Like they can't be as bad as as last week, but they still are something that you would like to see arizona state focus on more going into this game especially against byu because byu is one of those teams you never really know what they're going to do um i don't want to like they're not technically a power five but technically i feel like they should be a power five they're joining the big 12 they wanted Mm -hmm. to join the Pac 12. um they're a talented team and they're a team that plays a lot of competition uh from all different areas and they have a lot of kids who are not necessarily kids they're like grown ass men and <laughs> because they already went and did a mission somewhere for two years and came back like 2021 20, full grown and then it's like hey guys I'm here for my football season like, <laughs> What's going on? and meanwhile ASU has Jaden Daniels walking in or Darius Henderson who's still like 17 on the like at his first football game
1: like, is that how you think all Mormons talk hey guys I'm back for my mission
0: well, no I just meant like I was trying to like bulk up I know I know
1: fan. I know like hey guys
0: i big Yo, Damn, those
1: are, those, look at those guys over there. Those are some GAMs of some grown-ass Mormons. like,
0: oh, I got to go this way. But oh, actually, you put that away. <laughs> some nice guns. But, but, yeah, so, I mean, I, it, the penalties are something you want to see cleaned up, especially going into a game yeah, against the BYU, numbers, where the I on think that is going to be crucial, and I think it can cost them the game along with special teams. I think it's going to come down. Again, these are always going to be my three things, at least right now until they clean them up. Ball control, which I think was better tonight. Mm -hmm. um so that is something that until they can consistently improve on it it's like if they have a solid game against BYU I won't be as worried about ball control going into the Colorado game and into the future but right now ball control is still a concern of mine because I think just one game of playing a little bit better isn't necessarily enough to erase the fact that last year you averaged two fumbles a game and the year before Mm -hmm. that you were having issues with fumbles too um and penalties i mean you just can't shoot yourself in the foot it's just a matter of fact especially when it comes down to just not being disciplined you know jumping off sides playing lazy trying to get away with cutting corners because you didn't get off quick enough Mm -hmm. so yeah the
1: the penalty yardage tonight was only seven penalties for 63 sure felt like a lot more but that's that's still it's
0: It's better it's a lot better
1: yeah so i mean
0: it is definitely an improvement but still i think that I, I feel like anything that's like eight or below is an improvement, but given that ASU put up 13 in week one and had the worst penalty yardage given up in the first half since, what was it? 2007, 2008. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see them. That's another thing I'd like to see them improve upon for a second week in a row before I'm not as concerned about it.
1: Yep. You know? Yep. I, I, I think moving forward in this season, we'll see this team develop more. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the four games last year. Um, that, that's all that we played. But yeah, the, the biggest thing for me right now is just we need that guy on offense. We because Jaden is it can prove to be that field general, but we need somebody like Ricky Pearsall or Andre Johnson to be that guy. Because again, the receiver. wide receiver distribution, yeah. The wide receiver, the the reception or the receiving yard distribution was very spread out again tonight. And we had like three people over 40 yards yeah. or something, but nobody surpassed 56, I think, was the highest again. Again, Curtis Hodges had
0: 56 last mm-hmm. week. So it's one of those things. Uh, who was it tonight? Bungley Shelton?
1: Uh, yeah, Bungley Shelton, 42, actually. That's the highest. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 56 of last so, week.
0: So, I, I mean, it's not like it's ugh, because, I mean, it's evenly distributed yeah. across the board. But you also mentioned specifically this week, that was something you brought up, that you'd like to see somebody step up, and we haven't had that guy offensively that stepped up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like Buckley Shelton did a little bit more in terms of stepping up to try to make himself be the man. But something I almost wonder, now that we're talking about this, is I wonder if they're not necessarily going to depend on one guy, because they don't want the other defenses to be able to prepare for Jaden to be targeting that one receiver all the time. Yeah. So they almost want to keep him on their toes. So maybe they're planning for every game to have somebody else be the go-to guy. Maybe some games are going to switch it up one quarter. It's going to be this guy more. They're going to target the next quarter. It's going to be that guy. And then they're going to rotate it back and forth. Yeah. Um, I don't
1: and, know. And I don't maybe know.
0: I'm not a coach. I've yeah. never played <laughs> football. You guys can think I'm a complete idiot for suggesting that, but that is a thought that I have uh, in terms of trying to keep people on their toes.
1: Yeah, and and maybe for us it might be an over-analyzation because maybe that's just not the identity of this team. Maybe they don't have to throw for 250 yards to win games. Maybe they think they can be that dominant on defense, um, which is going to need a lot of work if they want to be that type of team that is a pound the ball gridiron type team. Um, But, again, Chip didn't even play tonight. Um, I, I think it was kind of a feeler game. I don't think Herm was going out there with the intention to stomp on them. Um, But at the same time, I I would have liked to see a little bit more from this. this I think
0: I think everyone would have, you know, and I get it not wanting to stomp on them because, you know, they haven't won a game since 2019. It's not like anyone really expected this to be a game where it was going to be close by any means. But for personal feelings in terms of being content with the win and feeling okay with going into this BYU game, I think people would feel a little bit better going into this BYU game had they seen a little bit more.
1: Yeah, yeah. there the, again, there's no overreacting or underreacting that needs to be done yet. These are these are tech, basically our preseason games, and BYU is going to be definitely more of a test. But I think until we get to conference play, um, we there's no cause to hoorah the team, or there's no cause to to be mad at what they're doing. I feel like your but,
0: reaction should literally be able to be summed up in a gif yeah GIF, whatever you want to call it <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: but it has yeah, how do you g and i'm calling it a gif
1: i i if people that say they pronounce it GIF are pretentious even 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 though the creator of the GIF pronounces it's it gif. GIF. i'm it's,
0: like no that's GIF, GIF, GIF is peanut, peanut butter
1: jif butter. is yes! peanut yes <laughs> i
0: love peanut butter and i just i'm like okay now i want peanut butter can, can we talk about so peanut
1: butter for 30 I minutes Let's just talk about peanut butter for the rest of the show
0: i love peanut butter okay so you guys know i worked at a restaurant and like fell down the stairs how i broke my ankle but everyone makes fun of me because i'm such a creature of habit every day when i get there i have two slices of like wheat or like nine grain toast whatever mm. you want to call it with some butter and then peanut butter on the side but the peanut butter has to be scooped out and then put under the warmer so it's like melted and nice and like soft and you can like drizzle it on top oh it's the best
1: what type of peanut butter do you use?
0: Uh, honestly, I really like, but they don't, this peanut butter isn't as good for that. If I'm at home, I'm making make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I like the Winco peanut butter that you can like scoop the peanuts out yourself and like grind it. Uh-huh. It's super good. But uh, really, I'm not super picky on peanut butter, but I prefer like creamy. I don't really like chunky peanut butter that much mm-hmm. unless it's a sandwich again. But like if you eat just chunky peanut butter by itself, like you're you're weird
1: uh I I want to see you on a stage talking about peanut butter for an hour. I think I'd, I think I could get a lot of tickets sold for that.
0: I probably could talk about peanut butter for an hour.
1: You know what I could talk about for an hour? DraftKings.
0: Yeah. DraftKings
1: sportsbook. You do NFL it for fifteen sports minutes. Betting a day. Partner of the NFL. Uh, it's live in Arizona with the mobile sports betting. Just in time for football, guys. Get to it. It's safe, reliable, secure deposits and withdrawals can be done safely at your convenience download it today to get $200 free using code PHNX when you place $1 on any NFL game this weekend are you excited for tomorrow by the way woo it's going to be so fun 9am here by the way 9am we're doing our tailgate lie. Show. Gonna... i
0: am one of the people that a lot of people don't like as much because they think that it's weird to like NCAA football more than I don't NFL. Think it's
1: weird. I don't think it's weird at all.
0: I'm a bigger NCAA football fan. So, yes, I'm excited for the NFL, but not as excited as I was for college football to start. And mm-hmm. also not as much as I'm looking forward to Pac-12 play getting started. Even though yeah. it's probably going to end up breaking my heart after it's, like, underway.
1: Yeah, we'll jump off that bridge when we get there. Is that the same? Yeah. Um anyway. To
0: Tempe Town Lake then. Yeah.
1: Uh this week a drafting sports book. Use it 200 dollars free when you place $1 on any NFL bet this weekend. Um, it's gonna be fun. Make some props. Come hang out tomorrow at 9 a.m. at our tailgate show. We'll give you some picks. Um, gambling problem, call one 800 next step. Uh 21 plus Arizona only eligibility restrictions apply, max 50 fifty dollar wager, one per customer. See draftkings.com slash sportsbooks for details again. Go to GoPHNX to see our stuff. Go get some free merch uh, for signing up for an annual subscription. The shirts are sweet. The Suns one is sweet. The Coyotes one is kicking ass The Suns
0: one is probably one of my favorite Phoenix Sun shirts I've actually seen in general. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the Kachina one, like the Coyotes one, I love it. I think it's also a super cool one. I can't wait for ASU to get some yeah i sent some designs over to our graphic designer or some ideas so i think they're gonna be really awesome but i'm really excited for whatever yeah if
1: you if you guys watching or listening have any ideas shoot us a dm on twitter my dms are always open just to talk but
0: i'm not gonna lie to you people i really am bad at getting back to people on dms i see them and then i get a different notification i like click away and then i forget and then i go i don't know i have like a bunch of unread messages too Mm -hmm. So, sorry if I don't DM you back, but I will try.
1: (laughs) I'll DM you back, I promise. Um, Anything else to add, Britt?
0: Uh, I'm going to get out to practice this week early on, uh, see what Herm has to say in terms of game planning for BYU. I think that's going to be a little bit more critical than the takeaway from the UNLV game. I think he'll probably wrap some of that stuff up, too, in his post-game, or not post-game, I'm sorry, but in his post practice pressers that he has I think he'll probably touch on some of the stuff as well there so um be bringing you some updates about that later in the week for everyone who's watching um I'm excited to be back still you know it's always nice to be back around this many people it was finally like a little bit more of an actual tailgating environment Mm -hmm. today because it wasn't a Thursday game so I think the even though again, I'm not going to be here for that Colorado game, but I think everyone who is here, I know the DNVR crew is coming down.
1: I'll drink enough to have both an of both. Amazing
0: us. time out there, um, and I'm just honestly really happy to be here. And I hope everyone else who's watching is enjoying being back into the swing of things, and you know, just being back and being able to see people's faces and their smiles and their physical emotions, and you know, just getting to see people and share your common interests and expressions. <laughs>
1: I agree. I agree. Um, so that's about it for all for us here at the PHNX Sun Devils podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. We'll be back on Monday, I believe, right? Yeah. Monday we
0: will have a audio only podcast and then Tuesday we will be back hitting you with a video.
1: Yep. All right, guys. Later.
0: See ya.